I just wanna be prepared. <laughs> Y'all probably like, what the fuck is that? But yeah, it's one of my favorite songs by Jill Scott. Um, listen, that shit really speaks to what's going on currently right now. And I just felt that I owe it to Jill to honor her by giving this episode the title, I Just Want to Be Prepared. So, of course, we're going to be talking about the lack of preparation and why it exists, you know? Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much summing up this episode. Uh, y'all stay tuned. And we be right back in the bathroom, motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> y'all gotta ignore my crazy shit. But yeah, y'all stay tuned. I really don't want to go too much in detail about news and all that other shit because it's, it's a lot going on currently. But I just have to mention the crazy shit that's just been really flooring my fucking mind. Like, honestly. So, I ain't got no choice but to spit some news to y'all right quick. So, my mama sent me some shit that really took me back. And I was like, damn. Wow. This is just amazing. But it's not really surprising. Um, it's actually very informative because, you know, this is our current situation. Um, Trump has a stake in hydro... Hydroxychloroquine, chlorine, I don't know how to pronounce that motherfucking shit. It's a particular drug maker. Um, he reportedly has a stake in a company that produces the anti-malaria drug. He has repeatedly told it as the coronavirus treatment. It's fucking insane to me. But anyway, um, number one, Trump has personal financial interests and Sanofi, the French drug maker. Um, I don't know if y'all have been watching the news, but there's this particular doctor that's been going on on the news talking about he's going to go to Africa and basically, you know, start by doing his testing on Africans. And it was just fucking flooring to me that he actually would say some shit like that on the news. But neither here nor there. That's 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 what it is. Sanofi is the largest shareholder in Fisher Asset, a major donor of the Republicans. Number three, Dodge and Cox mutual fund in which Trump's family trust invests is a major holder in Sanofi. Um, it's just it's just fucking insane. And I got this information from um, Yahoo News. They're pretty reliable. And HuffPost, because they got some connections. But anyway, it's, 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 it's fucking stupid to me. I don't get it. I don't understand why anybody would want to do any shit like that. But, you know, I guess they saying they're going to make some money regardless. <laughs> I guess they said, fuck this shit. We are in for the team. Another thing that's been really kind of scaring me is how people are really interested in the 5G um, radiation. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I really don't know. We don't know what's going on. We can't really speak on what we don't know because we really don't have all the facts. 
what I just told you is not necessarily 100% true because they can automatically change it. You know, they can switch things up, but it's, it's fucking insane that people are actually going around saying that, you know, it's radiation coming from 5G and it's causing this virus and they planting shit everywhere nationwide and it's causing the spread amongst us. I don't know. We, we really don't know. Um, it's just in our best interest to stay inside and follow directions as we're supposed to rather than just fucking, you know, spewing out shit out of our asses. But that's neither here nor there. Um, another crazy thing. Um, Forest General. It's in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, y'all. They're cutting the pay. I think the compensation of their nurses pay or something like that. They're cutting it. They're attempting to. Um, they got enough coverage today to where um, they backed off of actually pursuing it. But you never know. They're going to continue doing shit. And then you got motherfuckers around here coughing on shit. There was a teenage girl. She apparently got tested for COVID and she hadn't got a results and she intended to purposefully go around spreading it to other people. I, I mean, like fucking insane. I don't know why anybody would want to do any shit like that, but you know, people are out here just doing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Dumb, dumb shit for no reason. I don't get it. I don't get these motherfuckers. But anyway, to, to, to something worthwhile, you know, <laughs> I was watching um, a couple of, you know, some crazy shit, as I normally do, on um, on Netflix and Hulu. Man, let me tell y'all about this motherfucker named Dr. Hicks. Dr. Hicks um, was a doctor in, I think it's, McKaysville, McKaysville, Georgia. It's pretty much on the line, the state line um, of Georgia and Tennessee. He was a doctor who was basically um, selling babies for a profit. Um, each baby was a thousand dollars. I'm just like, damn, this motherfucker was crazy. But he was telling these women that their babies were dying, and he was inducing their labor. I was like, damn, this dude, this dude is sick. Sick motherfucker. But anyway, that's that was, I think it's called Taking at Birth. It's on Hulu. Um, Coffee and Kareem. That shit was hilarious to me. That motherfucker. Listen, Kareem is my, um, <laughs> my spirit animal. That motherfucker spoke some shit that was just crazy for a young kid to be spewing out shit like that. It, that motherfucker needed to be getting something. He needed to be getting some goddamn connections for other films because that's a motherfucking comedian. He number one in this bitch. But him, I watched that. I watched uh, Spencer finally. That was pretty dope. I liked, you know, Spencer. It was cool. Um, Yeah. They're saying that they're going to bring back Tiger King for another episode on Netflix. Who knows? Who knows? But if they do, I'm going to watch that shit because that shit was crazy. Also, also, it was a, um, it's a, I think it's like a one hour documentary. Actually, it's about two. Two hour documentary on Amazon Prime. 
Um, it's called the Wonderful Wild Whites of West Virginia. Listen, listen. They they talk about black folk being crazy. Listen, we already know the opposite side, but at the same time, it's just some interesting shit that I just wasn't expecting. <sighs> Motherfuckers snorting cocaine, doing myth, doing all types of shit, and don't give no fucks. And they getting paid to do this shit. Listen, listen, we not doing the right thing, y'all. We're not doing the right thing. These motherfuckers going to jail and getting out, they thugging like a motherfucker. They don't give no fucks in Boone County. <laughs> listen, listen. That motherfucking shit tripped me out. That, and I watched um, the story of Brian Banks. He is on, um, he's a dude from um, Cali who was convicted of a rape that he couldn't, didn't commit, and he was finally exonerated, even even though they had DNA. That was fucking insane. That's a whole other subject to talk about. Actually, I want to talk about that in the next episode. But listen, listen, that's been my entertainment pretty much. Haven't been doing shit, been working from home, not doing a motherfucking thing. That's my motherfucking entertainment for the week, y'all. Y'all stay tuned. For I just want to be prepared. The episode, the topic, the lack of preparation. Y'all stay tuned in the bathroom, you guys. Yay, yay. What's up, y'all? Like, I've been thinking, like, these past couple weeks have been very chaotic. And one of the things that I have really noticed is how unprepared we are as a nation. It's really critical that I'm going to say is just, like, you have ample amount of time to prepare for something, right? I mean, everything isn't going to be necessarily done properly, but at the same time, you have a plan. And it's really just showing how irresponsible our leaders are um take for instance this situation that's going on um in mississippi you have a governor who does not want to um make a stay-at-home plan he insists on allowing people out because business is very important business needs to be operating to make sure that they pay their taxes for the state like businesses such as liquor stores are essential for our communities and i'm not saying that like they don't deserve to get paid or anything like that but at the same time it really is it's just amazing that that factor of working in an industry such as um, the liquor industry you have to work (laughs) during these circumstances it's just really fucking mind blottling to me sometimes um but that along within itself is just it's amazing um I I really don't know how else to put this, but working remote is probably one of the most easiest experiences that I've ever had to take on. Like, it's really not a problem at all. I have to wake up and 
send my emails and talk to my students or text them. I prefer texting them so I can get the full detailed information. But I just get to communicate with them from an off-basis way. But it really just shows you that sometimes things don't necessarily go the way that you need them to go. Like, we prepared. We had a plan, you know what I'm saying? But it's not necessarily the perfect plan because I don't really get to see them. But at the same time, I understand the circumstances that be. I just think that it's really just ridiculous to me that it's taking this long to get something to stop this spread. Like, it's really fucking ridiculous. And not only that, it's just like, what the fuck? How in the fuck did this just all of a sudden appear? And I'm not going to go into no conspiracy theory type of shit. Uh-uh. Because I don't know. This was planned for a reason. There's definitely a reason why this was planned. But anyway, I just don't sit around here and I don't think that neither should we. I don't think we should just stop our lives just because of this happening. And I'm not saying like you should be irresponsible and go out and just do what the fuck you want to do. But I'm, I'm saying like, don't allow this to stop you from planning for other things like one of the things that I've been planning for more is like saving a little bit more. I'm not the best effective saver like at all at all and I can admit that but at the same time like I never had no worries with paying my bills making sure everything was good I, I've always been that type of person like my bills were always paid but as far as like anything else like saving towards you know life goals and things of that nature I, I never really had that experience I was told to but I didn't really adhere to it until I got a little older, you know what I'm saying? And plus, my job allows for me to save as much because, let me tell you, coming from where I'm from, I know some struggle. It, you just was really getting by. But now it's just like, damn, I got enough to splurge and do whatever I want to. But at the same time, hey, let's be responsible and let's be dedicated to what we got to be dedicated to. So I, uh, <laughs> I was talking to my coworker. And we were just having this random conversation. Like, we normally do. We always check in in the morning and talk. And she was telling me, she said, uh, Kendall, I have a financial advisor. Because I was talking about saving and, like, potentially buying land. Like, that is a, a goal of mine to at least dive into purchasing some land um, in Mississippi. That's, what I, that's really what I want to do. Um, but as far as that was concerned, I was just like, man... This isn't the time to do that. So I kind of laid back and I chilled off of it for a second. And I was talking to my parents about it. And they were just like, there would be a good investment. Like, just to purchase something like that and have it to yourself. Because, like, a lot of the people really don't notice is people just buying up land. Also, you have a lot of people giving up land because they're moving away. Like, it's, it's interesting. But... but I was like, yeah, I really want to, but at the same time, like, as far as money and expenses, this isn't the time to do so. So, um, my coworker was just like, listen, um, I got a financial advisor, and he's great. And, you know, normally you listen to shit like that, and you just be like, what the fuck? But my coworker, she is, like, legit uh, a penny saver. Like, she is cut and dry when it comes down to certain stuff and i noticed that about her like she she is frugal with her money and i can respect that to an extent it's just like i notice things but she uh saves pretty well and she was telling me about um 
how it was a free program, you know, him advising people. Um, the only thing that he would have to do with as far as money is if you wanted to um, purchase some insurance or um, what is it called? Yeah, insurance and retirement. That's what it is. If you wanted to do investments, it's not investments, but um, start an account for retirement. That was definitely one of the conversations that I wanted to have because it's just like times like this, you really don't know how things can definitely take a turn. You really don't know. And I'm not trying to mellow down anybody, but at the same time, it's just like, where's your personal plan for this situation? And I'm not saying, like, it's long-term, but at the same time, like, if something was to become um, terminal or something was to become um, a lifelong event, like, if it's, if it's happening to you, how are you going to be prepared for these moments? And so we were talking, and he told me, he was just like, honestly, your job is secure if you make a retirement or if you have an injury, right? So... You'll be getting paid half of what you make. And when he told me that, I was just like, damn, half of what I make? That's not enough, like, to fend off of life, like, at all. I mean, being that I'm in a relationship, it really could. But at the same time, it's just like, I would not be okay with my my my, my income being cut in half due to something like that. That's not protection. And, you know, we get to talking and all this other shit. It was just good vibes, you know what I'm saying? And I, I really took in what he was saying as far as, like, making better decisions as far as saving. Man, this man told me, he was like, you need to pay $1,000 a month for your loan. And I was just like, oh, my God, 1000 He was like, we're going to start it at five. If you if you really want to, we can start it at five. Start it at five and, you know, increase to a thousand to at least get that paid off within five five or six years because it's not like it can't be done i just gotta be really type about what i want to do as far as making that decision but what i really catch is how important certain aspects of life can be um when it comes down to like (sighs) spending like have you realized, like, a lot of businesses are up at arms right now? Like, Walmart is legit making buku money. They making buku money, hands down. And it's really alarming to me because it's at the same time, it's just like places like these attract people who are actually sick. What are we doing to prevent these people from going and shopping like this? Like, people are buying plethora of milk and other crazy shit and just not being considerate of other people it's really selfish and then you hear people are coughing <laughs> coughing on the motherfucking products and shit and making sure that uh motherfuckers can't eat i guess but it's just like you you, you you're taking away from somebody who can potentially be okay and not be stressed out or anything like that you further uh, you further corrupt the situation by making it so terrifying by coughing and doing other crazy shit just to make you know I guess just to get some clout like for instance like niggas 
looking toilets and shit and not taking you know proper notions of what to do as far as like you know going out to the beach and doing dumb shit like I don't get that like that makes absolutely no sense to me and I mean you at will are welcome to do whatever you want to do but it's just like be considerate be considerate and then (laughs) another funny thing is like having to sit home like y'all I I love my job and I would prefer some days if um I just gotta miss but yeah I would prefer um if I had um I would prefer if we really took note of like how really corrupt a lot of things are like during this time like it's really fucking crazy man like just the simpler things of life are just stripped away from you because you have to deal with somebody else's sickness and it's really strange it's not a norm and to be quite honest like i'm not used to this like i'm used to going to work every day i'm used to seeing people you know i'm not being i feel like i'm being confined to an extent but at the same time it's just like i know in in good nature that it's for a reason and i have to be patient for whatever the process may be but um no lie like we take for granted so many things, like the simple things, like just going out and getting in your car and going from one end to town to another. It's just like you 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 forget moments like that. You forget having to see your parents. Not necessarily forget. Excuse me, that was the wrong word. You 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 take for granted. You know, seeing your parents and your family, you take for granted those little moments because it's just like, yeah, we can see them through phone and talk to them on the phone, but it's, it's nothing compared to actually being there and being around them and having a good conversation and having a good vibe, being family oriented. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing like that. But right now, it's really like it's just it's a kill factor, like kill, kill blow, because you got people who just honestly don't don't really understand. The process of things like this like we went through <laughs> several instances where it's like i think pandemic or epidemic type of shit like we've been through this before we've been through ebola we went through the bird flu i don't remember us going out and getting getting out of school or no shit but at the same time it was just like shit you know what i'm saying we have in good nature um how to handle situations like that but i don't know i think we're afraid and I think that's always been the case. We, we're always afraid to really, like, take heed to things because we don't like to be controlled. And it's, and it's crazy. Like, sometimes we just absolutely have no desire to be controlled. It's fucking crazy to me, man. Crazy. But, yeah, like, speaking of, um, I walked into the living room, and there was a documentary playing. But, yeah, um, it was this... But you know how sometimes you at home and you see a new trend. My mama had been putting me on. She was just like, Kendall, it's this new documentary on Netflix. And she was like, it is really crazy. 
and she had mentioned it a couple times. I was just like, man, like this ain't like my like. I don't really fuck with documentaries and shit like that, but she was persistent about this shit. So I, um, I told Nail about it, and she was just like, "Yeah, we can watch it. Yeah, like let's watch it." So we sitting here and we're watching it, and into the fucking third or fourth episode, it was just like some crazy ass shit like you just sit up there like what the fuck is really going on here so you're so enthused and you're taken aback by the shit cause it's just like is this shit really happening like is these motherfuckers really clowning like this or <laughs> is this a joke so I think I stayed up to about 3 or 4 watching this shit cause like I had just so got caught into it I was just like, what the fuck? This is some crazy ass shit. And normally, like, I, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. People put me on into some documentaries. Like, my, my coworker, April, like, she's definitely gonna be telling me about a documentary when we get back to work that I need to watch. Because we be sitting up there watching some crazy shit. We just, just into it really heavy because it makes sense sometimes. But that one, that motherfucker didn't make no sense to me. And then, <laughs> like... My coworker put me on to uh, Good People. Good People and um, what's that other show? It's another show she put me on. I'm just like, whoa. Damn, I forgot the other one. But Good People, no lie. Excuse me, that's my goddamn dog. It's, a, it's wheezing like a, But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, good People is a good show. I like it. Um. Oh, and Good Girls. I like that, too. Like, Good Girls, it's hilarious to me. They be doing some dumb shit, but it's, it's really funny to me. I like shit like that. It be really catchy a little bit. You be like, what the fuck are they thinking? But honestly, I want to solve... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Fucked up when I say that. Excuse me. I really want to talk about, like, how, like... There have been so many motherfucking challenges on social media. Like, Instagram <laughs> Instagram is a motherfucking essential worker. Whoever works for Instagram, they are fucking essential right now. If, <laughs> if people lost Instagram and Facebook, they'll probably lose their motherfucking mind. People probably be going crazy. Why the fuck can I get on my page? It's because they had to go home. Because <laughs> they had to go home. But yeah, Instagram and its many challenges has been boosting like a motherfucker these past couple of, of weeks. Booming. Like crazy shit. Girl, come give me something. Oh. <laughs> TikTok, particularly, is it's really. Allowing us to see who is showing their ass off or what. People really be going crazy and doing some of the most loony and shit. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, like, on some real shit, it's just funny and creative at the same time. Like, we as black people, we will create something out of nothing. You understand? We will go far 
and making sure we enjoy ourselves during the heat of the moments. And I'm, I'm really impressed by it because there's really been a lot of positivity. Like, no lie. In our community, I'm going to say, like, <laughs> somebody posted this. <laughs> they posted it on, uh, I think it was on Facebook. And they said, this is the most I've ever seen black people not argue or fight. Like, this is amazing. I was just like, this is intriguing. Like, I haven't really been seeing no arguments or people being slimy or anything like that. You know, a couple of disgruntlements here and there, but at the same time, it's just like, you got to keep it present and you have to have fun. Even despite things not going the way you want it to go. Um, I think this is time of resilience because I've seen so many black people go front end to make sure that their patients are taken care of and they're doing the right thing and trying to promote safe measures for, measures for people and things like that. It's really unique. I like it. I like it. Um, what, what else, man? It's crazy. I think of um, how so many events have been canceled. Y'all, listen. I was supposed to go hang up. I was so pissed off when I canceled. So pissed off. No lie. Because, listen, it's going to take a whole nother probably two months to get my money, my refund. Probably. Hopefully, I'll give it a month. But it's probably going to be two months. It's interesting how you can put something and pay some shit. But if they fuck up the shit or something happened, you're trying to get your money. It's like going through a storm. Motherfucker, hate you. And they be like, that's gonna be another month. And they be like, nah, man. Uh-uh. Listen, I need my money now. You understand? My money now. You wanna have some weight, Mr. Lester? Mm-mm. Be very disappointed in those moments. I be hurting them. I'm like, man, I want my money. Speaking of money, stimulus plan. Listen, listen, that $1,200 that I'm going to receive is going to be a blessing, by all means, a blessing, a blessing, it's going to be a blessing for real, because you're going to be sitting up there like, whoa, I got an extra money, but it's not a lot of money at all, $1,200 don't even really touch shit. Especially when you <laughs> when you got bills. Like it really don't touch on shit. Alright. If I was out of work and I had to <laughs> rely on twelve hundred dollars, I wouldn't be able to eat. I wouldn't be able to survive. Like I don't know who the fuck thought that twelve hundred dollars was gonna do anything. And I understand we gotta be brave. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to wash my hands. So, 
$1,200, like, is that really going to touch shit? Like, who really is going to survive our $1,200? And you have kids. You have kids to support. You got things that you have to be more responsible for. You got rent. Listen, and then they don't really give a fuck if you um, are without a job, to be quite honest. Because... Like, for instance, I want to say it was in California. They told them they have up to 12 months to pay back their um, rent that they haven't, that's back due. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but <laughs> not back due. But um, that's old that you ain't paying for, so <sighs> they're going to be like, oh my gosh, on the house. Be some, like, what the fuck? I've been paying rent like a motherfucker. And you all of us said, no, you're back. You got to pay. You got to pay back all this money. But they can't evict nobody right now. <laughs> so if they were to be put in a situation like that, um, they would be quite fucked up. I don't know how anybody could do it. Like, thank God I'm blessed enough to have a job where I can have a salary that is kept the same way. But man... When I say the whole get up with <laughs> um, the, the casinos and hotels and shit are really fucking mind boggling to me. Like, I don't understand how any company would be okay with their employees being out of work and not allowing them to get unemployment because they're still hired. They're just not getting paid. Like, who the fuck does that? Like who who the fuck does that in 2020? It's like a, a a fucking setup to me personally. I don't think anybody would even be able to survive off of that. Let alone telling somebody that they're responsible for something that the government has something to stand on and do. Like I don't understand. Like this is fucking crazy. I was telling that the other day. I was like, listen. Honestly, I honestly think we need to get a damn discount. <laughs> and I'm I'm being 100. Like, I don't play about that shit. Like, I think that already because the fucking gym they got ain't worth a fuck. Like, it's it's terrible, y'all. Um, But the only good thing they got in there is weights. And that's it. Like, fuck. There's nothing else that I could really do for my own benefit. But. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like, the gym fucked up. I done made a complaint. I told them, I was just like, hey, y'all machines are not working. And they were like, oh, really? And <laughs> I could have sworn. Nick went back uh, a couple weeks afterwards, and she went in there, and she said nothing was still not working. I'm like, damn. They didn't give no fucks. The maintenance man didn't give no fucks. He said, fuck this shit. I am done. I ain't doing nothing else. So, you got, um... That situation having have the you know not be able to go over there and swim that's another thing because that's a luxury that's one of the amenities that they had so it's kind of like deceptive because it's just like I'm not paying for the full ambiance of what you said you offered swimming in the gym why can't I? And I have my, my, my cake and eat it too by receiving a discount for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just me. That's that's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? But, um, 
I don't get that like having these people have to pay back and even then like they have government assistance that is available to those who probably can't pay but I just I honestly don't understand how anybody could be okay and accept something like this and be willing to give people the bare minimum and not only that take from american dollars people have invested money for years and like have you seen that like stocks have like really been fucked up um not only that like they're saying like we're probably going to be in a recession after this shit because it's been i want to say it was one trillion dollars that they put into this shit one two one two trillion dollars they put into this 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 stimulus plan yeah like this didn't touch on shit like this is really fucking ridiculous and it just motherfucking shows that that leadership is really a fucking problem in these united states like leadership has not been effective whatsoever they've been bitching about um hospital staff stealing fucking products that are needed like masks and gowns and things of that nature how could you how could you even say something like that and be okay with saying that people are still like this is not what we stand on like nobody would i don't think nobody would have the 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 decency of doing something like that like that really is crazy and crummy not alone why would you even say something like that during this time where you have people who are risking their lives going back and forth going home to their children potentially getting their children sick because you having them be exposed to it all the time and it's it's just a, a lot going on like that i don't understand and it really bothers me i think we're too invested sometimes but it's like really traumatizing like how one day your your regular life can be switched up one side up and then you're looking out the window and you're like what the fuck is going on like i'm supposed to be outside sneezing like i am really (laughs) have some really fucked up uh, allergies just to be sneezing and going outside i can't even feel comfortable enough to sneeze because i think "Mm -hmm, that's another fucking problem but uh have y'all been seeing uh, uh side note have y'all been seeing um the 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 artists who have um been um going back and forth on instagram sean gary i think in the dream that was funny as hell personally personally dream has a catalog no lie like people are not even aware some people may not be aware because there are people who are aware um on dream has a catalog that is really big like it's dope and he has written and produced for several artists like he is legit that person who really got them hits for real and not to discredit son garrett but at the same time like dream he definitely got your heavy. Um, who else? Um, I think it was Jante Austin and Neo. Yeah. J- and, and and initially I was saying Jante didn't have no bops, but Jante actually got some bops. He I was like, wow. He was writing really way back in the day. Like he legit 
he legit um and then <laughs> there was Manny Fresh and Scott Storch I think I think that was it was it I think yeah Scott Storch and Manny Fresh I think yeah Mm-mm. I don't know I don't know I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. That one. I don't know. And then these concerts, people been really going way and beyond. It's amazing. Like, I'm telling you, black excellence is <laughs> really, really killing it. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what I had to talk about. Um, as far as that particular subject. Um know what's going on right now but for as um mental health i want to you know dive in on that real quick for about 15 and really talk to y'all about like checking in with people um a week prior to actually it was in the middle of august in the middle of august um I talked to one of my homeboys. We just had a, a long conversation. We were just talking about things that had happened back then and how things were quite simpler. And we briefly talked about how higher ed is very important uh, for black people, especially when you have people who don't think you're worth anything. And I think that's really a fight to the death when it comes down to some black people you you have to make the impression that hey you are better than and you are wiser than and it's because you are ingrained you're taught that it matters it matters to be competitive towards people because that's how they are but essentially and i'm referring today as people who are already advanced people who are already advanced who already have a leg in the system already have an idea of how things need to be and they have no complaint about trying to not necessarily diminish who you are but to make it clear that you are you and they are who they are and it's really fucking funny sometimes because you're just having to sit there and take it in but in higher ed it has really revealed some things that are quite disturbing that people don't necessarily you know look at um but now that i work in higher ed i've been working in first year for almost two years and my 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 experience at tougaloo was different than my current one but um my my experience at Tougaloo was advising um, honor students. <laughs> they didn't figure they were honor. A lot of them were like, "What does it take to be honor?" or like that. But <laughs> some of them were amazing. Like a majority of them were amazing students. They had gifts beyond compare. Like they really wanted you know, to challenge themselves and they really wanted to be prepared and they didn't want to have to struggle. Um, Therefore, they worked so hard to try to, you know, stay above 
all of the traumas and elements that may have come their way and i really was intrigued by that especially like when i had conversations with um students who are biology and english students like i had a plethora of them um they really had something going for them and i even had students who didn't necessarily know everything they weren't prepared for everything but they always stood a chance they made sure that they tried and that's the bare minimum bare minimum that you can do as a student is try but that was at an hbcu and honestly i saw support even though i didn't feel like there were enough resources and other issues that i had but it wasn't too much of um my students that I, I love it was more of the resources my students had a support system you know although I was leaving I knew that they would be okay I knew that my students had resilience regardless of whether or not I was there or not I knew that they were going to be something or be capable enough of fending for themselves and a couple students that I was worried about but at the same time I know that they will eventually have you know enough um, to you know push themselves into the direction that they be and they're resourceful too like as a motherfucker like they they really looked into things that most students don't look into and it was really intriguing to me because it's just like i'm having to talk to myself to an extent um but at the same time i'm also having to you know engage with young people in a way that i am you know good i don't have no problem um it was just a lot of support and like the frat that was there they were cool kids like they they were good brothers i must say like they always you know made it welcoming and on top of that like it didn't hurt that a couple of them you know really were trying to get me to become an advisor but it was just like at that time it was just like man like this is really moving fast and i already had like a game plan um before i left on what i wanted to do and how i wanted to do it like as far as like teaching um because I, I taught first year and first year you know a lot of people don't even respect this shit um but i found out that that's actually being recognized in a big way like they have comforts and shit for it and it's like really dope but um i really noticed that it was really time to really try to set the mold on trying to and i say keep trying trying but to get me in a position where i wanted a little bit more than what i thought like i had entered this career um only based off of my experience when I was at USM, I didn't have um, the best advisors and all that shit. My advisor in history, which was my major, she was very cool, but she was not intrusive whatsoever. Um, she was straight to the point. She was business, straight business. Well, I would say business, but at the same time, she had an inch of care. Only because I was one of her students. I took one of her classes. Um, it was my... Um, my uh it's not my capstone course but it was my 300 level writing course you have to take that in order if you, in order to pass can't even get the fuck what the fuck i have to say out in order to get into your capstone course you have to take this 300 level course and so i was in that class and 
I really enjoyed myself. Like, I really had a solid plan. I knew what I wanted to write about and things of that nature. And, like, I thought I would be prepared for my capstone. And I get into my capstone class, y'all, and I kind of fold. And it was just, like, really stressful. I, I really could not really tell you the amount of crazy that I experienced I could have did a whole lot better but it was just like a lot of life situations took control of me and I mean not to even point that as an excuse because it's really not you you have to accept things for what they are and I thought that I would be okay it turns out I wasn't but I made it through I pushed myself enough to where I would be all right and once I finished um I went to summer school. Everything was good. But it was just like my advisor really just did not give a rat's ass. Like, and it was really amazing because I had had this experience all throughout college. Even when I was at junior college, it was the same way. Um, My um, advisor really did not see any potential in me. Like, I was just another regular black person, honestly. She, um, I had failed a class. I failed chemistry. And y'all, like, that was probably a fucking turning point for me. I'm like, I ain't smart as I thought I was. This shit done tore me up. I got an oof. So, I talked to uh, the advisor, and I knew instantly, like, if I don't like... <sighs> shit. <clears throat> if I don't like... um science and math how the fuck am I gonna get by in this major how there's no way in hell I I can honestly change my mind into you know pursuing something like this because this is not something I'm passionate about and I just honestly was not intentional I went on ahead went to her my advisor and I talked to her I said hey I want to change my major to history. And she told me, she was like, okay, that's that's good, but I'm here to let you know now, you won't be able to graduate on time. And I was like, what? And she was like, you won't be able to graduate on time. Like, you will have to graduate probably a year after because you're starting a program. Like, I didn't understand that. I was like, I'm graduating from here. Like, I ain't finna be here. And she was like, I understand it. And she was like, we're gonna see. And I went on a journey where I was constantly taking classes, trying to make sure I passed. I really didn't give a fuck about the grade, but I just wanted to pass. I'm just like, listen, as long as I pass, I'm good. I ain't got no fucks to give as far as it's concerned. I just knew what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to graduate. So I went on ahead and I graduated. And it's so different. Like, I get to USM, I instantly fall in love with the black faculty and staff that I did encounter. Um, 
but particularly I had a, a good relationship with them and I talked to them and you know they coached me through on several things and that type of relationship that you have with these people is just like instant it's just like they kind of connect with you even though they're a little bit older but they can actually connect it wasn't on the level of how I was with my students I wanted them on a personal note to confide and be open enough to be honest with me because I think when you're in that space yeah you don't have to have time for it anymore you've worked and you paid your dues you got your doctorate and you made sure that you were you know afloat but at the same time when you're in a position like this it's very like in your face like I want to know yeah everything I want to make sure that you are in a space where you're happy and you're not you know trying to make impressions and that you're getting the proper education that you need sometimes students don't even ask questions because they're afraid to or they feel like it's extra intimidating to ask somebody like hey what's going on but when it really boil down to it it's really you it's you you're standing in the way of certain things that really don't make any sense it was one teacher that i had in college that really set the tone for me and i think it was um my it was u.s no it was southeastern u.s economics history y'all that was a long ass title but they had that bitch anyway the dude um initially i was not doing good in the class and he told me he was like as long if you can participate in class and you know listen to me and do your part and participate 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 i started participating on a regular basis started you know mentioning talking more and things became cool like i noticed like when you did that shit and you kissed ass it was just really hard like you you sit up there you just like oh my god i really don't want to do this but it's my grade but students now they're so entitled they don't want to do that like it's beyond them why should i have to do this it's their job oh my gosh like listening and it's just like bruh if i was my advisor i wouldn't give a fuck i would have been like you're gonna have to find your own way you're gonna have to understand but at the same time my job is just it's different you have to be very engaged very open and being honest about your experience as well because if they see where you came from you can understand how they're feeling like and most of my students they don't have the best options when it comes down to being at home they don't have the best lives or the best health they're they're they're, they're pushing by on a thin edge and they're making sure that they're good i think when you have that type of vibe and have that true understanding with students people are able to really comprehend where you're coming from but if you're just so uptight and you're rude as fuck you're not going to get any you know true authentic moments with students i find myself listening to my students on conversations and they be like acting wild like it's funny as hell but this one student had um Ask me who with my first phone call what would be my first phone call if I was ever to be sent to jail or some shit like that I was like what she was like if you were ever to be sent to jail who would you call first and I was just like shit I, that, lord I don't pray that ever happen but 
with my dad. Honestly, like my dad, I would, I would definitely call him. And she was like one of my um, male students said he would call me. And she was just like, he really looked up to you. And I was just like, damn, like that's, that's dope. Like I like seeing people, you know, be inspired. But in that case, I was just like, fuck nah, like nah, this, what the hell that come from? And so um, he said, you know, I'm, I come out here to, to focus and stuff. Like there are some students that I literally have to get into it with for them to understand how I'm, how how crazy this world can be. And it's just crazy to me because it's just like they don't prepare you that prepare you for that. Like you were something they didn't prepare, prepare can't talk. Prepare me for anything like that. They didn't. Um Pearl River, they never prepared me for nothing like that. Those type of conversations need to be broad. And they need to be open enough to have with your kid. But I don't know. We I guess having your own experience really takes the fun with you because some people they thoroughly enjoy college and the experience but i i really want to encourage my my black students to really really get on board with trying to pace themselves ahead and for the students who are not being able to you know celebrate those moments of graduating listen I, I, I say this with light heart. You make your own celebration. You have fun. You create your space. You create your space. Have fun. And be. And don't worry about, you know, the, the circumstances that be. Just enjoy yourself, y'all. All right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. I've been with y'all for a real moment. And um, <laughs> it's been a minute. It's almost 50 50 minutes yeah I um really enjoyed the conversation that we've had um thus far and I I I pray that um all will be well for those who are listening those who may not be listening but yeah I really really I hope y'all be safe out here man I really do um y'all stay easy and um and and understand that that's temporary it's temporary yeah just temporary but uh <laughs> y'all have a good one and stay easy in the bathroom chronicles <laughs>